Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about Vasa Previa. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash Vasa Previa or in the antenatal care section of the Zero to Finals Obstetrics and Gynecology book. So let's get straight into it. Vasa Previa is a condition where the fetal vessels are within the fetal membranes which are the chorioamniotic membranes, and they travel across the internal cervical os. The fetal membranes surround the amniotic cavity and the developing fetus. The fetal vessels consist of the two umbilical arteries and the single umbilical vein. We're going to discuss all of this in more detail shortly. Vasa translates from Latin as vessel. Previa translates from Latin as going before. Vasa previa is when the vessels are placed over the internal cervical os, going before the fetus. Let's discuss in more detail about the pathophysiology. Under normal circumstances, the umbilical cord containing the fetal vessels, the umbilical arteries and the umbilical vein, inserts directly into the placenta. The umbilical cord contains Wharton's jelly. Wharton's jelly is a layer of soft connective tissue that surrounds the blood vessels in the umbilical cord, offering them protection. There are two instances where the fetal vessels can be exposed outside the protection of the umbilical cord or the placenta. A velamentous umbilical cord is where the umbilical cord inserts into the chorioamniotic membranes and the fetal vessels travel unprotected through the membranes before joining the placenta. The other instance is where an accessory lobe of the placenta also known as a succentuate lobe, is connected by fetal vessels that travel through the chorioamniotic membranes between the placental lobes without being protected. In vasa previa, the fetal vessels are exposed outside the protection of the umbilical cord or the placenta. The fetal vessels travel through the chorioamniotic membranes and pass across the internal cervical os which is the inner opening of the cervix. These exposed vessels are prone to bleeding, particularly when the membranes are ruptured during labour and at birth. This can lead to dramatic fetal blood loss and fetal death. There are two types of vasoprevia. Type 1 vasoprevia is when the fetal vessels are exposed as part of a velamentous umbilical cord. Type 2 vasoprevia is when the fetal vessels are exposed as they travel to an accessory lobe of the placenta. Let's talk about the risk factors. There are three risk factors to remember. A low-lying placenta, an IVF pregnancy and multiple pregnancy. Next let's talk about the presentation. Vasoprevia may be diagnosed by ultrasound during the pregnancy. This is the ideal scenario as it allows for a planned caesarean section to reduce the risk of hemorrhage. However, ultrasound is not very reliable and it's often not possible to diagnose antenatally. 
It may present with antepartum hemorrhage with bleeding during the second or the third trimester of pregnancy. It may also be detected by vaginal examination during labour when the pulsating fetal vessels in the membranes are discovered through the dilated cervix. Finally, it may be detected during labour when fetal distress or dark red bleeding occurs following rupture of the membranes. This carries a very high fetal mortality even with an emergency caesarean section due to fetal blood loss. Finally, let's talk about management. For asymptomatic pregnant women with vasoprevia, the RCOG guidelines from 2018 recommend corticosteroids given from 32 weeks gestation to help mature the fetal lungs and elective caesarean section planned for 34 to 36 weeks gestation. Early delivery helps reduce the risk of complications. Where antepartum hemorrhage occurs, emergency caesarean section is required to deliver the fetus before death occurs. In patients where there's an unexplained stillbirth or unexplained fetal compromise during delivery and vasoprevia has not previously been diagnosed, the placenta will be examined for evidence of vasoprevia to identify it as a possible cause. So thanks for listening to this episode on vasoprevia. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. It wouldn't be possible to maintain it without his hard work and reliability. If you want early access to the podcast episodes, consider supporting Zero to Finals on Patreon at patreon.com slash zero to finals. You also get early access to the Zero to Finals videos, access to the Zero to Finals digital flashcards, and access to my course on how to learn medicine. And I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about placental abruption.